Jason Tatum finally showed up in the Celtics win over the Miami Heat. Can they make history or is it too little too late? Plus, who's the best number 15 in Denver Nuggets history? It's the Wednesday episode of Locked on NBA. Let's go. You are locked on NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On NBA, the daily podcast covering everything you want to know about the association, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On Wednesdays, I'm your usual co-host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'm here with Tony East. What's up, dude? Sneaking in. The Pacers host gets to sub in because the Celtics played. Take that, John. Yeah, how dare you go and have to cover a win and extend the series and, and do all that. Happy to have you on, dude. That was a fun game, though. So we'll take a look at the Celtics winning, Jason Tatum going off. In segment two, we're going to play a little real or fake with Carmelo Anthony and Nikola Jokic. And then in the third segment, LeBron. Not actually retiring, right? Tony, you're not going to retire on us suddenly, are you? We'll find out after the podcast. That's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll see what he, what he says in the <laughs> in the post-podcast interview. Today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. And when you enter promo code locked on NBA, they're going to throw in a free custom bird dog style, uh, Yeti style tumbler with every single order. So let's get into it. Boston Celtics beating the Miami Heat, keeping keeping their heartbeat alive. 116-99. Look, let's start with this. They they have a chance in this series. Well, I was actually going to make this joke. I was preparing for this because no one has ever come down from 3-0. But a lot of teams have come down from 3-1. Not a lot, but a couple teams have come back from 3-1. So very pivotal win. They're, they're now within the realm <laughs> of history in theory. I mean, that's obviously a joke. But yeah, I, mean, they, they, I guess they have a chance. They looked dominant in the third quarter today. And I think that is where they can say, okay, we found a blueprint that looked good like they came out in that half they were down at halftime Tatum was rolling hitting shots Marcus Smart was making plays Jalen Brown was attacking the basket and that was the best stretch they've had all season and I even joked during the quarter like okay here come the heat every time they get down 10 they just roll right back but this time finally the Celtics held on and maintained that style and that pressure for the rest of the game very playing very well once again in the fourth so even beyond any individual performance, I feel like the fact that they kind of found something for the first time, like consistently for a whole half, is significant. And yeah, maybe they can pull it off, but uh, coming back from 3 was pretty hard either way. Yeah, so the odds aren't in their favor here when it comes to this, I don't think. Yeah, they have a chance, and I agree with you. They definitely found some things going well in that second half. You know, we can point to Jason Tatum, and I'm sure we'll talk about him in a second here. You know, 33 points, 25, uh, 25, 24 points in the second half of that game. And they shot well from three, finally. They're 18 of 45, 40%. The Miami Heat were 8 of 32 when you have a difference of 10 made threes. Like, what one team is most definitely going to win. But beyond that, you know, they were forcing Miami into a lot of turnovers. They were turning defense into easy offense in the second half in that third quarter. And that's kind of their M.O. and what they need to do, I think. So when you say beyond the individual performances, they really did. They were doing some things well. Can they do that to three more wins? I'm not entirely sure. Three wins in a row, two at that. That's where I get a little bit more concerned about them long term. As you said, 3-0, 3-1, it's still incredibly hard. But if you get that type of defensive performance and Jason Tatum, who took over the fourth quarter, took over that fourth quarter, that's how they win, I think. 
Yeah, the defense to offense was in my notes too. Huge for them in looking a little more capable. Their half court offense is looking very good. But yeah, I mean, you could you could put it all on Tatum, right? This not not exactly the same because he was completely terrible before in the Philly game, but similar to that game six, right? When they looked like they were sunk against the Sixers and he missed his first 12 shots of that game and then completely came alive and saved their season in the fourth quarter. Like he was okay in the first half of this game. And then it was just like he hit two threes early in the third that cut it from like nine to three. And then the fourth quarter was just unbelievable again. It's like, oh yeah, this dude was an MVP candidate for parts of the season. Like you forget at times during the series, but there it was. He showed right up when they needed it. And they had legitimately no answers for him in that stretch. And that's how you know he's at his best. And the Celtics are rolling because they can just give him the ball. Now, a bunch of other role players were threatening and harder to guard, too, which gave him a little more space. But when Tatum seizes it and plays like that, the Celtics are just tough to beat. Yeah, you know, sometimes your star players just lead you to victory, and that's yeah. kind of how it goes, like <laughs> yeah. in the NBA. It's a star player-driven league, and you just need a little bit of other help. You know, Jimmy Butler had 29, but you look at some of the other performances, and you didn't really get much from Kyle Lowry in this game. You know, uh, other guys didn't step up in the way that we were kind of expecting. Bam Adebayo really struggled, which goes back to the role players on the Celtics, I think. And you had Al Horford, who I thought was great in this one, and that's great. a guy... They just need him playing at a really high level. You know, he did a very good job against Joel Embiid. That's a big part of why they won that series. And I thought he struggled so far through this one. But when he gets going like that, you know, forcing turnovers, making a couple of shots, that's what you're really hoping for. And it almost feels a little bit like he's kind of the key to the series outside of Tatum just doing Tatum things. Yeah, Horford was great. Hitting threes for him is huge, obviously, because he's such a defensive Specialist is like sells him short, but just he's so good at that side of the ball that his offense is gravy. Derek White was much better than he was in game three, and he, he's getting memed on this series for reasons that are totally fair. But Grant Williams was really good too, right? He had some big threes. His stocky body is helpful on defense, and they needed some bench production because Brogdon for the second game in a row was... He's been rough. Really rough, exactly. So they, they needed something, and they got it from Grant. And Robert Williams was, was solid, too, on the defensive. And he ended up, like, uh, Grant finished, like, plus 15 or something. Like, he was awesome in the minutes he was out there. And you throw that, like you said, with the Heat, where Lowry really struggled, right? He had four turnovers, and all, he almost had as many turnovers as assists. And Bam was at that forceful. Kevin Love, I didn't even realize he was out there. Like, Cody Martin, excuse me, wrong, wrong Martin twin. Caleb Martin <laughs> was amazing. Like, people were joking about him winning the conference finals MVP award in that first half, but he was the only one. All the rest of their role guys completely fell short where the Celtics guys stepped up and were awesome. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting is this series shifts back to Boston where they have lost five of their last seven home games. I don't actually <laughs> wow. know if this is an advantage <laughs> for them right now. You know, I, I I just I still think and this is not a hot take, me saying I still I still think the Miami Heat win this series here, yeah. right? Um they're not going to play as poorly as this. This is a good team that kind of just like it epitomizes the heat. You know, if, if they had won this game, we're going to lead off the show just kind of praising the heat and everything they do. But like heat culture is a very real thing. You could argue that Jimmy Butler is the best player in the playoffs, him or Nikola Jokic. I think it was very easily here. And when you have like eight undrafted guys kind of doing their things, yeah, maybe at a big game, they don't quite show up, but is that going to happen for three more games? And I don't, think it is so I still think Miami's in the driver's seat but hey there's a heartbeat for the Celtics and it also means we don't have to wait eight days before the ne <laughs> the next game that we're going to get to watch before game one of the NBA finals so thank you for that Celtics that's the biggest win 
for me personally. Yeah, and I think like if the Celtics wanted hope, they figured out some stuff attacking Duncan Robinson. I thought that was noteworthy. They finally just stuck him in every ball screen. But I mean, Lowry should be better. He got a little ouchy though in the game. So did Game Vincent. Maybe that'll matter. But uh, I think in general, the Heat are good enough at adjusting and have dominated enough in this playoffs that I still would pick them pretty significantly as favorites the rest of the way in this. Yeah. Game. I think that's going to be the case. So make sure you get the local experts take on this. Listen to Locked On Celtics. Listen to Locked On Heats. We're going to play a little real or fake with Carmelo Anthony and Nikola Jokic coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On NBA. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by Bird Dogs. I'm actually wearing a pair of Bird Dogs right now. I put these on. I look good. I feel good. They're super comfortable. They're stretchy. Fabric means I can kind of do anything. I can go to the driving range. I can go meet some friends for beers after. I'd have a podcast meeting in these because they look dressy enough that I feel comfortable doing all of that. The versatility they give you is just out of control. I actually like the linings on these. Just throw them on and go. They get wet. They dry quickly. They're just useful for everything. They look fantastic. Great fit, great comfort. And if you want to give Bird Dogs a try, go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. When you enter promo code LockedOnNBA, they're going to throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every single order. Look good out there on the course with whatever you're doing throughout your day. Feel good. Raise that confidence up a little bit. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA, and they're going to throw in a free Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order when you use promo code locked on NBA. And thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday. No one else comes to y'all like this. Become an everyday or listen to all of the various hosts giving you their opinions on the league, the biggest stories every single day. And a big story yesterday that's kind of overshadowed, I think, with all of the NBA Finals news is Carmelo Anthony, and they touched on it in yesterday's show, officially retiring so tony i know we, we gotta shed a tear for that i'm sure you know people in um atlanta are super sad right always got to see him <laughs> play all of those games um let's let's do real or fake which we do on every wednesday and let's go hard here and this one's maybe unfair a little bit real or fake the best number 15 of all time for the denver nuggets is Nikola Jokic instead of Carmelo Anthony, which is just dirty to do to him the day after he retires. But still, it's a valid question. Yeah, well, they, they were talking on ESPN's hoop streams about retiring number 15 in Denver, and it's like, can you just do both on one? <laughs> is that, like, allowed? <laughs> that was Tyrese. I cover the pages, of course. That was what Tyrese Halburn said. He said they got to do both. They just put put both numbers on one thing, put it up there, and it's good. Um, yeah, it's Jokic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jokic is, is better. Um and I mean that, and I mean that as no shade to Carmelo Anthony at all. He was awesome for them. Like one of those dudes that kids tried to emulate. He was so good and had a killer nickname and almost was a 30K points guy. But I mean, they both played eight seasons with the Nuggets now. Next year, if Jokic has another season like the one he had two years ago, scoring wise, he'll pass Melo in points in a Nuggets jersey. And and every other stat. He's just better. <laughs> He's just better. And he got them to the finals. And I don't even think they made the conference finals with Carmelo Anthony, which again, Melo was great, but they didn't make it that far. So yeah, it's Jokic. I mean, he, as good as Melo was, as, as influential as he was in coming in that draft class that just like gripped so many into the league, Jokic is just better. And I don't mean that again. As any slights of Carmelo Anthony at all, he's one of the best 50 to 75 players in NBA history, but Jokic might be in the top like 15 to 20 if he wins the championship this year. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's it's Jokic, I, and I don't think it's particularly close. And I'm actually a big mellow guy too. I know some people don't love him. If if John Kraus, the regular Wednesday co-host, was on here, you'd not probably be saying nice <laughs> things about Carmelo Anthony right now. But it's Jokic, right? You mentioned all the accolades and how far the team has gotten. You didn't mention, you know, the back-to-back MVPs either, which Jokic right. has won too. Kind of some of big individual awards right there for him. But getting them to the finals, the first in franchise history, is like a momentous thing. We've never really seen a player oh, cool. like Jokic, though we've seen players like Carmelo Anthony before. So when you look at it, like I think it's very real that Jokic is the best number 15. I agree with you on retiring, but you made a really good point, though. You know, I think the, the biggest argument in favor of Melo is his influence on the game, being yeah. the kind of guy that people wanted to emulate, being so influential and in getting people just interested in the NBA. We can't really measure that for Jokic, but who knows what his influence is going to be in 20 years with the style of play that he has. But I think the biggest thing for Melo would be that influence that he had, which is massive, right? Like he's your favorite NBA player's favorite player. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I mean, Halliburton said he's one of his faves ever. I mean, I, I hate to keep quoting the same guy, but obviously I watched everything he had to say about it. Like, people jab-stepped. Like, middle school and high school when I was playing, like, you just, for fun, like, no one did it in games, but, like, for fun, when you'd warm up or practice, you'd just jab-step like Carmelo did, right? Like, that's an influential thing. That that matters a lot in the scope of a guy's career. And obviously we're talking about the Nuggets here. And I was wrong, by the way. That's why I made a noise while you were talking. They did make the conference final. Yeah, they made one. I forgot about that. I don't know why I forgot about that, but I did. Um, anyway, his team USA stuff was also disgusting. And some of that came while he was with Denver, like that has to matter a little bit too. Um, you know, of course he was awesome with the Knicks and has all the rest of this career that we're not talking about in the Nuggets context, but in terms of his Denver stuff being such a good score, you know, actually getting them far. Um, yeah, he, like, I think he would have been a guy that had his number retired if Jokic didn't wear the exact same number. (laughs) So now you just have to deal with these like awkward, uncomfortable conversations, but I I feel bad that we're comparing the two. It's obviously relevant because the Nuggets are killing it right now, but, um, yeah, great career for Melo and, and really for a Denver franchise that it wasn't like a terrible history or anything, but not the greatest ever since their ABA come to Denver, like that stretch with him gripping a city was really huge. Like just a, a great ambassador for Denver basketball. Yeah, no, I agree. His career is super interesting. Just the way the past couple of seasons went for him. Like I can, it was weird when he retired and I was looking at his stats. Like I completely have blocked out the year that he spent with OKC. And like, <laughs> I, again, I'm a big mellow guy. Like I, I'm not saying that to like make fun of him or anything. I just, for whatever reason, don't remember that season from his play whatsoever but dude started off so bright when when you talk about kind of his legacy in denver do you bring up the way he kind of like forced his way out and how that maybe ends it on kind of like yeah not the happiest note either right like that's got to play a factor in the conversation too i think it does it does and i think they're far enough along now that you know the the local fans have forgiven at that stage. Oh, and then they took Jamal Murray with one of the picks right, from right. that trade. Like that factors into, I think like you feel pretty good right now. Yeah. It keeps on giving. And it's like when they go to a market like New York, you know, it's just like, ah, oh, you get it a little bit. It's like a little, it still sucks if you're a fan, but it's like, you get it a little bit. And one after time passes, and especially when your team's next great era happens, like you, you forget about it. So yeah, he, he's a legend there. He always will be. And, and, for me, selfishly, first NBA video game I ever owned, he was on the cover, NBA Live. So that's uh, that's like a, a pivotal moment in an NBA fan's life, yeah, right? Like, who was ever on the cover? You kind of remember that one, like forever. 
the first cover I think you remember the most. Like I, I've played a couple 2K since then. I don't really play those games anymore, but like I can't name who was on the cover of any of the last couple I played. But I remember the mellow cover. I remember the mellow cover. There you go. See, nice little childhood memory for Tony East here in in shaping him who he is today. You know, it's interesting to kind of look at that that end with Denver of him forcing his way to the New York Knicks and then the Knicks being like, yeah, we'll trade everything to get him right now. When they could have waited six months because they had the cap space to sign him and Stoudemire at the same time and they decided not to and gave up all of the picks and the swaps and like everything that went into that and how different you know, are the Nuggets here if Melo doesn't force his way out, if you don't get that pick that turns into Jamal Murray with how good he's been in the postseason now that he's healthy? And what could the Knicks have become if they hadn't kind of like gutted the war chest, the assets and everything? That's one of those big like what ifs in NBA history. What if the Knicks had been patient? I guess yeah, but like they had to go for the playoffs that year so they could get swept in the first round by the Celtics with Carmelo on their team in 2011, obviously. Yeah, had to do that, right? That was exactly what wait. they uh, wanted to do. Yeah, 4-0 in the first round against the Boston Celtics. And uh, probably not what they were uh, hoping for. They were 42-40. and 40. I completely wow, forgot about that all of that. Yeah, that was their record after trading for Carmelo Anthony and everything. Yeah, maybe not worth it long run. But it's nice to see him kind of go out a little bit on his terms yeah. and – yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. You mentioned the amazing Olympics. Player. Yeah, like an amazing player. Deserves all the accolades and all the love that he's getting right now. And maybe him retiring is influencing someone else. You love that transition. Don't don't even don't perfect. even laugh at how good and professional that was, that was here. LeBron James had some comments after the Lakers were swept to the Denver Nuggets. Let's look at that. Is LeBron actually retiring? Is this just all smoke? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On NBA. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And FanDuel's app is super easy to use. You can get on there, find odds for anything you want. You want to take the Denver Nuggets to win the NBA Finals? You got odds for that. You want to bet Nikola Jokic to win Finals MVP? I have that one out there. You can do that as well. And they also have the same game parlays, and they show you popular parlays. So you can see what other people are looking at and get in on the action. You're safe. All on an app that's safe and secure, and you get paid instantly. So there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook visit fanduel.com slash locked on nba and get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official sports betting partner of the nba and thank you for making locked on nba your first listen today and every day we're here monday through friday Hosts rotating throughout the week, giving you their insight on the biggest stories. No one else comes to you like this. Become an everyday or keep up with everything going on around the association. And the a big story that's probably going to be a big story for the next two, three weeks, months, whatever you want to do here. Uh -huh. Yeah, I know. This is so <laughs> silly, but we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. It's LeBron James. And he said... Maybe he's not going to be here in the fall when the Lakers season starts up next saying it sounds like he's got to have uh, do a little bit of thinking on whether he's going to retire or not. We're not going to play real or fake here because I know what the answer for both of us is going to be along with everybody <laughs> out there. There's no way he's retiring, right? No. no. I mean, like two weeks before that, right? Was that when Bronny committed to USC 
and LeBron once again confirmed that he would like to play with him in the NBA. Like, it's not like he said that like two years ago in like one interview. Like he has continually said many times that he would like to play with Bronny. I mean, I, here's what I think. The the two things at play here that I think are are interesting is one, the foot injury, right? Maybe he's like, dang, I'm going to miss a lot of time to start next season because of this foot thing. And he's just talking about like his literally immediate future. Maybe, I guess, or two. And this is what a lot of people have theorized already. This is his power play to have uh, transactional influence, right? Where he says, come on, you, you got to go get this guy. Or I'll, I'll retire. I'll do it. He won't. But, you know, that that's his play that he could make. I don't know if that actually would work at all. But that is what some have surmised. And I suppose these are theories that make sense. And both of those theories make more sense to me than LeBron James actually retiring right now. So uh, I do want to to give some sort of thought to them. So let me ask you this. Do, does he does he not have transactional influence on this Lakers team? Like, do you need to, yeah, well, like, do you need to do a power play like this <laughs> to like get Rob Polinka to maybe trade for Kyrie Irving or to try and sign sign and trade for Kyrie Irving or like any other player you want? Like, do you really need to put pressure on the organization to maybe re-sign D'Angelo Russell or to sacrifice Rui Hachimura at the altar of a better player than that? Like they shouldn't. You you would imagine he's kind of got that influence already. So I don't know if it's that. I'll be honest. I think it's I think we're all overthinking this. I think he just had a very disappointing moment. And in that moment, I don't doubt that it actually ran through his mind of like, maybe I just gotta quit because I'm tired. Like you he had just lost that game. They got swept kind of in embarrassing fashion, even though they were competitive in the series. It was brutally disappointing. It was a long season. Is it possible that just in that moment, he's like, man, I'm done. There have been times in our Locked On NBA host group chat where it gets so many messages coming through there and I get so annoyed that I'm like, I'm going to quit as a host. Like, I'm going to quit Locked On because screw this, right? And it's like, I'm not actually. The thought just flashes through my mind for a moment because I'm a human who has emotions. Is it possible it was just that? I had to re-record two segments yesterday because the audio file got messed up. So that that was it. I was going to quit on the spot right then. I, yeah, it could be I forgot like, to hit record on my video for my oh, show today. And luckily oh. I had the audio backup. So I just put a stupid picture of me being like, I'm an idiot. But it was like, yeah, in that moment, I'm like, I hate this retirement. and I'm quitting. Yeah, I retiring. Too, like, like he, they played well. Like this sounds stupid. Like they got swept. The Nuggets kicked their butt. But like they played fine in a lot they were of in the pretty theory. much every game. They, yeah, they played like fun. Like the Celtics, their first three games were like, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. Yeah. It's like the Lakers. I was like, okay, you know, they're just worse. Um, I think in that situation where he's like, dang, like I just had 40 points and we like played decently fine in this whole series and we got wrecked. Like, are we even close? Do I have a shot at this again? Like, that has to be personally taxing, right? Where it's like, I even want to try that again if we have no shot. And again, I think, especially with the amount of money at stake, that there's just there's just no way. But I, I understand like what you're saying in the moment of like, man, we were up at halftime. Like I had yeah. a crazy first half, and we couldn't hold on. And oh, that's embarrassing. We got swept. Like, do I want to do this again? But he's gonna do it again. Like he's gonna do it again. He's gonna have the farewell tour in his last year too. Like no matter what team it's with, he's gonna have the Kobe tour. And he deserves it. So uh, I think that's a part of it, too, that the NBA is like, oh, maybe please come back, even if 
just for one more year so we can sell a bunch of seats for your last game. We'll, we'll, we'll let your team get all the free throws during the regular season so you don't need to run as much and it can be so much easier. Watch the officiating be nuts next year in favor of the Lakers to keep LeBron out there, to keep him fresh. You, know, it, you mentioned that a couple of weeks ago he was like, yeah, you know, I, want, I still want to play with Bronny. In the middle of this season, he was like, yeah, I got a couple more years left in me. I can still do this at a high level and I want to. And I don't think it's completely changed. Like, I think it's just a human with emotions in that moment kind of just dealing with it like if you ask him this in two weeks he's like no i'm not going to retire we're going to move on from this but it'll turn into a big media like news cycle thing hence why we're talking about it here he as you You said wants the the you've got to mention it he he, we're pros (laughs) He, he wants the retirement tour you know it's not as much about money for him at this point it's just kind of doing what he wants right like he went to la to kind of live that lifestyle and do the things that he wants and he's doing all of that and he'll still be able to go see Bronny play all the home games that he wants at usc when they're in town because it's going to be pretty easy and i have a feeling he'll be load managed next year right and everything will be fine because he definitely already has transactional influence on that team maybe he'll do like a what did aaron Rodgers call it a dark darkness retreat oh yeah just lock himself in a dark room a cabin (laughs) he'll do do a darkness retreat for a couple days come out he's like i'm ready for next year we got the squad they had like they have like a good team like who knows what their seat is if they have this team for a full season maybe their playoff pass a little easier less taxing i mean they're not get still destroyed them but i mean it's not unreasonable to think they could be like a little bit better next year like that seems appealing i don't know there's a lot like every single sign and reason is like no he's not gonna retire so uh, i'm i'm very inclined to say no he's not He's not. No, and it could be just hey, like I don't, I don't want, I don't want the story to be the Nuggets swept us. It should be about <laughs> LeBron James. Like you could be in that, right? You kind of. I actually bury. thought about that in the moment. Like man, ESPN, who we joked about it. Like if there's eight days of no games, they're like, thank God we have something to talk about for eight days. Yeah, it's just doing them a solid there. Like when you look at that, like your team, it was funny because D'Angelo Russell was like, yeah, if we had training camp together, imagine how good we'd be. And it'd be like, well, you wouldn't be good enough to beat the Nuggets. So let's chill on that. But they'll be a little bit better. I think, do they have to entertain trading away? And they talked about this on yesterday's show. Do they entertain away, entertain trading away Anthony Davis in some capacity? No. (laughs) Ooh, really? I think they, I I guess you're, you're more Anthony Davis uh, inclined than I am in general, but I think you, find the best nutritionist and trainer ever and get him in incredible shape. So he doesn't have to be in every other game kind of guy. Like he at his best is defensive, the best defensive player on the planet, but he can't do that and do offensive stuff every game. So better shape maybe is all it takes, but no, I would absolutely not consider trading him. He's one of the best 10 players on the planet. So you wouldn't do a, a straight up an Anthony Davis for Kyrie Irving, whatever picks on either side you need. Oh at my all. God, not no way. Oh, no. Hey, someone threw that out at me. And I was like, no, don't do Dude, that. I have to think I have to think hard about D'Lo for Kyrie and D'Lo didn't even play well in this Nuggets. Series. No, he was terrible in yeah. that. Wow. That's OK. That's more about not even Kyrie from a value perspective it's just like of what problems this could cause. Like Kyrie could yeah. be great for them, but he also could not, as we saw with the Nets and Mavs. So we'll see. Yeah. Who knows? Right. <laughs> There you go. Let's end it right there on on that like kind of hot take Tony here. No, no Kyrie Irving on the Los Angeles Lakers. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, on Wednesdays, I'm your co-host Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast.
Tony East on Twitter at Tony R East. And you can find me on the Locked On Pacers podcast. Thank you all for listening. We got Nick Angstad and Pat the Designer tomorrow covering more about the league. And if the Celtics can make a chance, I'll probably talk Denver, a whole lot of things. So make sure you keep listening to the Locked On NBA podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.